Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. People on the free Odyssey app. People tuned in and locked in on their local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. My folks on Sirius XM Channel 158 and everybody on a smart speaker. So if you're on the road, you're delivering something, you at work, you at home, you relaxing, you at school, I'm going to be here with you for the next two hours. It's not just me. It's not just my show. It's your show. Feel free to call me up. That's 855-212-4CBS. If I didn't say it already, I'm in Atlanta. Our super producer and host, Dave Shepard, he's holding it down in New York City. And I know surrounding me right now, there's a lot of sad people here in Atlanta because the Braves have been eliminated from the postseason again by the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies knocked them out of the playoffs tonight to advance to the National League Championship Series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Phillies win the series 3-1. to one. The Phillies also win tonight's game 3-1. to one. We're going to dive into the details there momentarily. I also need to let you know that, it, yes, it is Thursday. Thursday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs, they got the Denver Broncos the hell up one out of here. Kansas City beat Denver. The final score there, 19-8. to eight. Pretty pathetic. Well, the Denver Broncos are, are pretty pathetic. Taylor Swift was in attendance to watch her. Shep, is that her boyfriend? Is that what it is? That's what they are, right? <sighs> it's a publicity stunt, but sure, why not? Yeah, Travis Kelsey, nine receptions, 124 yards, while Travis Kelsey ran around on that, that bum ankle. Kadarius Toney hauling in the only passing touchdown of the night, and not just the only passing touchdown, it was the only touchdown of the night as Harrison Butker had to kick four field goals to keep this game or to at least keep the Denver Broncos at bay. Kansas City, another low-scoring affair given their standards, 19 points to Denver's eight, but Kansas City is now 5-1 and one on the season. The Denver Broncos fall to 1-5. and five. And so Russell Wilson, eh, a crap game completing 13 of 22 passes for only 95 yards. He had one touchdown late in the game, and he had two interceptions. Russell Wilson was sacked four 
times. I wonder if he regrets leaving Seattle. He would never admit it, but there has to be something inside of him going, ah, man, I wonder how things would have been if I stayed in Seattle. I think that's only natural to think about, natural to contemplate. We're going to hear from Russell Wilson and and see what type of nonsense he says if and when he speaks. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Look, we're going to have plenty of time to get into the Chiefs trying to go back and win another Super Bowl. Let's talk about a team that's even closer to a championship right now, and that's the Philadelphia Phillies. I told you tonight they advanced to the National League Championship Series where they will take on the Arizona Diamondbacks starting next Monday. And how did they get there? Well, tonight, they can just go ahead and thank Nick Castellanos. First of all, it took us all the way up. And when I say all the way up, but it took us all the way to the fourth before we got some runs up on the board. Austin Riley came through and hit a home run. And then Castellanos, he answered in the bottom of the fourth to tie the game up. Take a listen, courtesy of the Phillies Radio Network. Here's Nick Castellanos. Castellanos batting right-handed the pitch to him. Swung on, hit well. Deep to left field, toward the pole. It is gone! Just inside the pole, down the left field line. The ballpark is in a frenzy as Castellanos sprints around the bases. Liam has popped down to the bottom level again, and the Phillies have tied it up at one. Sweeping across home plate, points to Liam in the first row, and this place is alive once again. Trey Turner, he said, wait a minute. If Nick is going to come through and, and tie the game up at one, let me break the tie, and that's exactly what Trey Turner did in the bottom of the fifth. He hit a home run of his own. The pitch swung on, hit in the air, deep to left field. Pilar turns. That one is going to be long gone. Just under the Lysios Bakery side in left field. Trey Turner is three for three tonight, and he's given the Phils a 2-1 lead as the fireworks go off over the bell in right center field. Nice of Trey Turner to break the tie. That was in the fifth. In the sixth, We got the final score or the final run scored of the night because Nick Castellanos hit another home run, number two of the night. Listen. And the one-two to Castellanos. Swung on, hit in the air, blasted deep to left field. No doubt about this one. Into the foot of the second deck, a solo home run. Nick Castellanos has hit his second solo home run of the night, and the Phillies are on top three to one. What a shot that was. You know what? Let's listen to the final call. Let's put a bow on this. Strom is ready. And the left-handers, one, two. Swing and a miss. He got him. Phillies come racing out of the dugout as Matt Strom has saved it. And the Phillies have beaten the Braves in the division series for the second year in a row. And the Phillies go back to the National League Championship Series. In game one, the Phillies beat the Braves 3 to nothing. In game two, the Braves were able to pick up their only win of the series, 5-4. to four. 
In game three, man, they were smashed 10-2. to And tonight, the Phillies end them, the final score, 3-1. to The offense stalling. All those home runs they hit in the regular season, gone, didn't matter. All the wins the Braves accumulated, 104 victories throughout the course of the season, didn't matter tonight. Their manager, Brian Snicker, he talked. He talked about their lack of offense. Listen. I, that's a good question. I mean, um, you know, I thought we did everything possible uh, during the, the delay. Um, recreated things as the best we could, you know, and um, we, we can do everything right and all that, and you start a series and, you know what, your offense doesn't get traction. You know, I mean, it can happen any time. It happens in series over the course of the summer. Um, <clears throat> but I, I don't know that we could have done anything any better or um, been more thorough in what we did with our time off um, to get us ready to play, you know, uh, other than the fact that, you know what, when you're doing that, the, the adrenaline and playing for something, all that's not there. And that's, you know what, that's a big deal. Uh-oh. Is that an excuse? Is that a cop-out? Is that reality? Curtis Grandison joined us on the show last night. Curtis Grandison, by the way, he was just sitting up on the TBS set. I was just looking at him. Curtis Grandison said that Major League Baseball is going to have to do something about that gap in that window between this new wild card and the start of the divisional round. Curtis Grandison said, damn it, they're going to have to just just go back to a a, a one-game elimination. To me, that's a little tricky there. But it it goes to what Brian Snicker just said. Is it fair that you win it all, that you get a bye, and that you sit around for a week just about? This is baseball. This is not the NFL. You know, to, to sit around and be idle for creatures of habit who are used to playing every day, this is the largest break that they get all season long. Is it a benefit? I would Reckon to say that it, it's not. And I agree, they do have to figure out a way to shorten it because it ain't fair. I mean, you go from one team that's that's competing in a wild card and they get two extra warm-up games, and then they take on a team that's supposed to have an advantage because they did what? Sit around? I don't think that's necessarily an advantage. And, you know, Brian Snitger, he's going he's gonna to catch a little heat. I don't think it's not so much from Braves fans, but there are going to be some folks who look at what he said and go, oh, you're making an excuse, making an excuse. And there are going to be other people who say he's right because he is. I mean, is it really that much of an advantage to just sit at home? 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Congratulations to the Phillies advancing to the National League Championship Series to take on the Diamondbacks. We knew yesterday we have an all-Texas ALCS between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. I think the Houston Astros are going to take on the Phillies in a rematch of the World Series from last season. And maybe this go-around, 
maybe the Phillies will come out on top. Let's go ahead and talk to CM. CM is calling from Texas. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, CM? What's up, man? Hey, first things first, man. I, I got to bow down to you, man, and say you're doing your thing. And I'm sorry for your Braves not doing their thing and, you know, going to try to get another ring. But, you know, I want to – Leon Phelps, you sound like the ladies, man. I don't know if you, how old you are, but – I don't know if you know about the you old wanna SNL. Give, you want to give me an afro and give me a, a movie? <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't. You sound like Leon Phelps, man. Like you got the, you know, you got you got your thing going, man. And you're doing you're doing your thing, man. But you know, I'm here to talk about my Texas Rangers because it seems like everybody's already putting the Astros into the World Series, so. You got to know that the Rangers are undefeated in the playoffs, and they're doing their thing, and they're they're going against their hated rivals. So, you know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, we're America's team right now. Wait a minute! All right. Did you just say the Texas Rangers are America? Are we conflating them with the Dallas Cowboys? Is, is there something in the water in Arlington? I know the pipes are connected. Like, what's the deal? No, not not Arlington to love it, but it's everybody hates the Houston Astros, right? So why can't you not root for the Texas Rangers? Wait a minute. So America is going to rally around the fact that the Astros cheated in 2017 to root for the Rangers? What? I'm not saying exactly what you're saying, but I'm just saying I, how many people want to see another Astros, you know, World Series? Like, uh, you know, like, why not get another team in there? Like, why not? Huh. Why not? Okay. All right. I mean, well, I mean, it's it, uh, – it don't matter to me who goes and what they do. I'm just yeah, I like variety. I wouldn't I would not mind yeah. a rematch. I would not yeah. mind watching the Phillies take on the Astros I agree. and I, I wouldn't mind watching the Phillies win. I'll tell you that much. I guess, yeah, yeah, I ain't and I will agree with you a hundred percent. I will root for the Phillies a hundred percent. But a lot of people don't want to see, especially in, in the state of Texas. Uh, I, I'm right. deep down in Texas. Uh, you know, I'm in Lubbock. You know, I may, I may be in Red Raider country, but there's a lot of Red, you know, our Rangers fans here that we do not want to see the Astros represent Texas again and just put a stain on Texas. Like it's, you know, like the Rangers. You know, I know we had our. You know, our shot, you know, however many years ago, you know, in the one pennant, you know, went to the World Series a couple of years, and we couldn't do it, but we got Bruce Bochy now, no, a guy that won, <laughs> yeah, we won World Series over us, and then now we well, got that guy running us, so well, why am, not us win it? I am going to take experience. I'm going to take the team that has uh, been hot. I'm going to go ahead and, and take these Houston Astros to beat the Rangers. I right. see ya. All right, man. Hey, 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 man. Do what you got to do, but, man, you're going to have to eat your words, bro. 
Well, listen, man, I I, I get paid either way. It don't matter to me. <laughs> All right, thank you, CM. Man. Yes, All sir. Right. Take care. Have a good night. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Kevin is calling from Houston. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Yo, what's up, JR? Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, so the Astros, they, they didn't have to take a break, and they seemed to really do well with the Twins. So, you know, you were saying that the break might have something to do with it, but the Astros have been in the uh, – They've been at it for seven years, and it seems like it hasn't deterred them. Uh, second thing was, uh, well, the well, that is, well, this year is a is a different case, given a new format of of the postseason, and and my point isn't isn't law, you know, I'm not going to say that one size fits all. And the Houston Astros were able to come out and beat up on a team, the Minnesota Twins, that I personally look at and go. What the hell are they doing here? And so congratulations to the Houston Astros. But there's, there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all where, oh, my God, a team has been off for six to seven days, and so absolutely they're going to be rusty. That's, that's not the point. I would say more often than not, and you correct me if I'm wrong, don't you think – that would be more advantageous for a team not to take a six or seven day break. You might be right. The Astros do have no, a no, lot I'm of not, experience. I'm not asking you that. I'm just saying that nobody at any point in the season takes off for six or seven days. I'll put it to you this way. If I'm in the basketball and this, this applies to anything in sports, when you feel good, you want to keep going. You don't want to take a break. And so this is not indicative of, oh, my God, well, the the break didn't slow down the Astros. God bless them. There's going to be plenty of other teams if they decide to keep a six or seven break that win series. But my point is, when you take a break, you lose it just a little bit. I, I think that's a fact. Have you ever played basketball? Oh, when you're hot, you're hot. You're absolutely you right. You want to keep going. But at yeah, the same exactly. time, winners win. Michael Jordan, even though he took a break, he still managed to win. So uh, He came guess... back and lost the first time. <laughs> you're I'm right. Saying, yeah, yeah, Magic. that's what happened, yeah. You're right. So, yeah, you might have a point, but I think that, you know, the Astros still manage where, where the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Orioles still failed to manage. And maybe it's because of experience. Maybe because they just had the tenacity, or maybe they have something that they don't. Uh, but, you know, I think I think the Astros are a a better team. I don't think that had so much to do with the time off. I think they beat yeah. an inferior opponent as they should. I think the Dodgers, unfortunately, their offense fell flat. I think their pitching was even more of a disaster, especially given their injuries throughout the course of the season. And I think the Atlanta Braves. I think they they went into a space, unfortunately, where they're pitching. They were see the the regular season is so much different, as we all know, than the yes. postseason. To to throw out a young dude like Elder, who was starting to kind of fray at the end of the season, man, that's 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 barbecue chicken. That's that's <laughs> chopped liver come postseason, and it caught up with the Braves. I always like to say, and this is why I like the Astros here. I look at the postseason and I go, do you got bats? Great. A lot of teams got bats. And then I start going, 
who are the top two dudes who are going to go out there and start the series? Who are going to be the pitchers that you really respect? I mean, when you're the Dodgers and you got Clayton Kershaw getting a snot smacked out of him, and then you got to look at a Bobby Miller to go out there and hold things down, like where's the World Series in that? And so the Astros are in a good spot, in a good position to go back out there and, and compete, Kevin. So, and, and one you, more thing. Go ahead. Just, just one more thing. Uh, I think of the Astros like Razor Ramon. Everyone likes the bad guy, so I don't know if it was the other caller, but you know, it's nice to have somebody that everyone's after. So the Astros at least give a good story to everyone's gunning for somebody. So if they're going to be back in the World Series. I think it at least makes it a good storyline where everyone's trying to fight to get after, like, the NWO of WWE. Oh, the NWO. Where's Hulk Hogan when we need him, right? Altuve, maybe? (laughs) Oh, no. People like Altuve. Altuve's a nice guy. People like him. Look, Correa, and thank you, Kevin, for calling from Houston, and thank you so much for the the WWE rep, Razor Ramon. Oh, we gonna get into who else was in the NWL? It was Hulk Hogan, Kevin, Kevin Nash. Nash. What happened? Oh, Kevin Nash. That's the that's the big one we always think of. Big sexy, right? And I call him Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Oh yes. You got a uh, Scott Hall. At one point, everybody was in the NWL, wasn't it? You know who was like there? Every... That's a legend that passed away. Too young. Macho man. Damn right. Oh. Oh, man, what a way to went. Remember Scott Steiner? <laughs> yeah, I remember Scott Steiner. He He's was still there. Around. Sting, not the musician. Yeah, Sting's there with the bat. Yeah, uh, I remember Bob Sting. Bagwell, not Jeff. Buff, buff Bagwell. Good job, man. Are these guys this are, into the trenches and weeds of wrestling. Are these guys alive? Uh, some of them are not. I know Scott, Scott Steiner's still alive. He's still here. I mean, he must have ate every steroid on earth. That was a big dude. Yeah, Savage has been gone for over two, uh, a decade now. Oh, my God. What a way to go. What do you have? He had a heart attack and crashed into a tree. Man. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is still here, though. He's still here. You can make an argument that uh, Randy Macho Man Savage is probably one of the four most influential wrestlers in the history of the sport or slash entertainment. Four? Top four? I mean, who is there? Hulk, right? I would say Steve Austin. The Rock. Steve Austin. Steve Austin, and you can make an argument, Rick Randy Flair. Savage. I mean, maybe some new new heads would say John Bro. Cena, but I think Randy no, Savage no. is top four. I mean, the Nature John, Boys. John Cena is not influential for nothing. Influential for what? He's a superhero for kids. You want to talk about top influential wrestlers ever? Okay, Nature you, Boy, you, Hulk Hogan. So yes, it's but right. It, it's Steve Austin. Steve Austin, and then and then listen, commercial success. Dwayne Johnson has everybody. But in terms of what they were in the ring, you can definitely put Randy Savage oh, over yeah, The Rock. Man. Right. He's, oh, he's, yeah, he, yeah. he's on the Mount Rushmore. You mean just wrestling? Yeah, yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore. So if that's if it's just wrestling, it's, it's, but then it, there's so many guys. Of course. You know? It's tricky. The like Warrior. Ric Flair was a great showman in the right. ring. Right. You got Shawn Michaels. Right. Bret Hart. Sure. You can't do it. See, you can't give, you can't give four. It's impossible. Triple H. Nah, wrestler, why? You know, he's a great combo guy. Right? Okay, okay. I mean, we're forgetting The Undertaker. Well, he wasn't like, he was a character. 
character. So, so I guess like, nobody's uh, gonna look at the Undertaker and go, "Oh my!" <laughs> like great wrestler, as in like wrestler, wrestler. But all right, got it. He's not like on the floor like uh, like Bret Hart or something. That's you know? a good. That's a good one. Um, Eddie Mysterio. Like there's some Eddie there's... Ray. Ray. Oh, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, Eddie. That's who I'm. That's to another say. guy who died. Right. right. Yep. Way, way, way too soon. You know, Lex, Lex Luger's in the chair, I think, right? Or wait, wait, wait. He died too, right? I don't Is know. Is Lex still alive? He's I... alive. He's in the chair, though, I think. Damn. Being a wrestler's tough, man. We should be a wrestling group. What would be our tag team name, Shep? Oh, no, I'm good. I, I mean, I mean, the JR Ebony Sport... and Ivory. <laughs> right? I mean, the, the JR Sport Brief and, uh, and Shep. I'm looking... I know he's had a lot of legal problems, uh, that being Lex Luger. Oh, he's alive. He's alive. Yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely alive. He's definitely alive. But there was, to your point, um, there was the issue with the nerve impingement. And so that created all kinds of spinal issues. So, yeah, let's get out of here. Didn't he also give uh, Miss Elizabeth some stuff? Uh, I'm just going to stick with the uh, lack of mobility because of a wheelchair. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's starting to get dark, man. It's tough, man. These wrestlers, woof! Shout outs to the wrestlers listening. Yeah, one of my, one of my, one of my people I know, he's training to be a wrestler. Yeah, I'm like, hey, not me. I ain't falling on my back for nobody. It's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio eight five five two one two four CBS. I'm gonna get some more of your calls. Uh, Russell Wilson, he fell on his back a lot tonight, four times. He got paid a lot of money too. Maybe he should join the WWE. His character would be called. The liar. Kansas City beats Denver tonight, 19 to 8. We'll get to more of your calls. We'll talk more baseball, talk some football here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, every time I get into an Uber, I always turn the Uber drivers onto your show. We talk about sports. Tell them how awesome you are. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Kansas City has beat the Denver Broncos 16 straight times. Russell Wilson is currently standing here at the podium addressing the media. Still has his eye black on. and ugh, I guess he has a lot to contemplate. Tonight, Kansas City beats them. The final score, 19-8. to The Chiefs improve their record on the season to 5-1. The Denver Broncos fall to 1-5. Russell Wilson only passing for 95 yards tonight. One touchdown, two interceptions to go along with four sacks. This is a nightmare season for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. They cannot muster anything. They got to be, are they the most disappointing team in the NFL? I can't can't even call it that because, like, Bill Belichick still exists, right? The Patriots stink. Can't score more than 10 points a game, 
more recently can't score more than zero or three. But this is a train wreck. This is a nice train wreck to watch. Can't wait to hear what Russell Wilson has to say here. Patrick Mahomes, though, I know the Chiefs only scored 19 points. Mahomes was able to connect with Darius Toney for the only touchdown of the game. Mahomes had a silly interception himself in the first half. Sometimes I guess he feels he's so damn good, he might as well just try crap to see if it works. Uh, Harrison Butker, he was the man of the night. Four field goals for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so the Chiefs still trying to trying to get that offense to another level, another groove. And Patrick Mahomes, he spoke after the game and he said, yeah, our offense, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. We can do better. Listen to Mahomes. I thought we did a lot of good things. Um, just obviously red zone, some third downs. We just didn't execute at a high enough level. Um, I still think there was a lot of good things we can take from it. Um, we just got to continue to get better and better. Um, luckily for us, our defense is playing, playing great. Yeah, and that's, that's a difference. I mean, typically the Kansas City Chiefs offense over the past several years, it's, it's typically in the middle of the pack, and the offense is generally like right there, number one or number two. And this year, the offense is a little bit closer to the middle of the pack, and the defense up until tonight has, has been top five. Not a difficult thing to do against Denver, though. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Tommy's calling from New Orleans. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, enjoy the show. Listen, you and Granderson are completely right. This is a problem for Major League Baseball. For your three teams to win 100-plus games, to go 1-9, and nine, that's a big sample size. And it's just not because somebody got a, you know, has had a bad day. Baseball is such a game of rhythm that when you get out of that, I mean, when's the last time Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts went one for 24 combined? When, when did that ever happen during the season? And, and I think baseball does have a problem because it's such a game of rhythm that I understand when you're at home, you may be home for a week and stuff like that. But when you're home for a week going to practice for two hours, that's different from being home and playing games where you're at the ballpark for half a day. You know, it's, it's I, no I think vacation, this is, yeah. Yes, and all of a sudden, listen, this is not a family problem, but all of a sudden you have time to take the kids to school, pick them up from school, go to dinner with your wife, hang out with your friends. That's all great stuff, but it gets you out of your rhythm. Even when you're traveling, right, you're at the hotel, you're at the ballpark, that's all you do. All of a sudden you sit home, I got two hours of practice today, that allows you to do a lot of other stuff. Not that anyone's doing anything wrong, but it gets you out of that rhythm. And it's a shame because – Listen, it's such a grind, as you know, for baseball. You win 100-plus games, you've got a really good team. You can pitch, you can hit, you can run, you can throw. You're efficient. You've got depth. It doesn't happen by mistake. Baseball is a game that is built inherently to reward the best teams with their playoff structure, with their game schedule. That's why you play so many games. You know, you can't – it's not a one-off like college and pro football in the playoffs or NCAA basketball. And the and same thing can happen in, in, in professional basketball. The only difference is it's such a fluid game that after a loss or after a game or two, you can get back into rhythm. But baseball is so hard because it's so technical that, that it makes it virtually impossible. Well, and I do think they have to address it. 
Uh, and I, I, I think they will. I don't know if it's going to take a, a, another season like next year. And it's not just – that's not the only reason that they, they would want to correct it. It was pretty dry after all of the sweeps, the 2-0 sweeps and the wild card round to not exactly. see any action and then have to wait till, till we move to the divisional round where, in all honesty, we still didn't see a lot of action. There, there weren't exactly. you know, all that, that, that ridiculously compelling games. Now, having said that, the, the regular season and the postseason tend to be a little different. I think we know that whoever gets hot a little bit closer towards the end of the season does have a little bit more of an advantage, and you can slug your way, a la the Braves, uh, through the course of the regular season. But if you don't have the pitching, a la the Dodgers, it, it's tough to make a mark. So uh, I, I think there's a little bit of truth in it all, but I, I would certainly agree with you, and thank you, Tommy, for calling from New Orleans. Ain't nobody trying to see a team take six and seven days off before they get back into action. I don't think so. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to take more of your calls on the other side of the break. And then I want you to hear from Matt Olson. Matt Olson, who hit 50-plus home runs this year for the Braves, he talks about their offense, the Braves' offense, so I'm going to get your calls. I want you to hear from Matt Olson. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Long time listener, first time caller. Love your show. I like how you spit the truth. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Phillies beat the Braves to go to another NLCS. Kansas City Chiefs, they knock off the Broncos as well. Thursday night football, 19 8, the final score there. And on the baseball side, Philly has outscored Atlanta 30-7 to in last year's and this year's NLDS. And so the Braves can score all this in the, the regular season, but the past two postseasons against the Phillies, they've been outscored 32-7. I told you about Nick Castellanos, his two home runs, helping to power the Phillies to the NLCS against the Diamondbacks. The Braves, eh, not so much. Pretty bad. Looked at someone like, how about this, uh, Matt Olson. He was one for four tonight. He batted 150, or excuse me, 250 here in the postseason. He hit 54 home runs, more than anybody else in the regular season. And he spoke after the game, and Matt Olson said, yeah, man, our offense – it sucked. Aside from a couple of Riley homers and a Travi homer, we, we couldn't get anything going. Um, it sucks. You know, it, was, it was like we were one big hit away all series. Um, you know, I catch, the, catch Ronnie's ball there in the outfield. Um, you know, potentially something that could tie it up, give us the lead, and, and you know, kind of get the ball rolling for us. Uh, but uh, they played a good series. Almost doesn't count now, does it? 855-212-4CBS. Robert is here from Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. 
Yes, Jr. So, hey, I love the show from Houston. I heard you in the loop. I mean, I have a lot of respect for you. But look, this is where I stand. Where I'm all about keeping the same energy, man. Where were you at last night when the Astros won it, and you had no kind of insight or take about changing the structure of the series? Okay, that's that's point one. And I want you to answer on that. Where it's like not well, all of a Robert, sudden we had to change the whole Ro- Robert, structure. Robert, I gotta, I gotta forewarn you. What you're saying to to me makes absolutely no sense. I had an entire conversation last night here on the air with Curtis Granderson about the time off in between the series, just not making any sense. This isn't indicative or has anything to do with the Astros. It's an overall. The Astros are an outlier for what they did. Now, that's not to say that the Astros don't go back to the postseason next year, have six or seven days off, and lose a series. That's, that is one example. That's not a, a, a pin prick or point directly at the Astros of, well, the Astros had time off and they won, so everybody else just has to deal with it. It's an overall problem. So what's the, what's the, what are you talking about? You're wrong. Okay, so I, I didn't get to hear that, so I apologize. Oh, oh okay. Well, hold on a second. Shep, did you hear that? <laughs> well, in fairness to Robert, he didn't win the first point, but I give him credit for owning up to his mistakes, unlike other people <clears throat> at Coach the Broncos. Uh, so that's a yeah, good well, thing, that, That's That's fine. But he's just like, well, where were you last night? And I'm like, bruh, I had a whole conversation with a Major League Baseball All-Star. Three-time. <laughs> Three-time All-Star. Yeah. yeah. About the rest period in the postseason. So here you go, Robert. What? A, <laughs> let's forget that happened. What else is on your mind? Well, 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 I wish I could tune in for four hours and listen to every single segment of your radio show. I wish I could because it's great. I'm sorry that I didn't. Thanks. No, but it's but ask. But, that's it. But that's you can ask. But, you would say, "Hey, Jr. I didn't hear you last night. Well, why didn't you say that yeah, last Robert, night? Or did to, you say it? Last you're trying to night? nail Jr. to the cross without giving him the benefit of the yeah, doubt. Yeah, you throw you throwing darts at me, <laughs> Jr. Where were you? You didn't talk about this last night. I'm like, damn, I did. It was the talking point, Robert. The entire show. <laughs> okay, so look, this, this, this where I'm at. This where okay. I'm at. At the end of the day, look. All this criteria where it's like a, we need to keep, you know, the certain kind of structure in a way where it benefits the people that won a certain amount of games in the beginning of the season, going on. You're a professional. You're a professional. All these damn excuses that y'all are making that whether y'all were hot or you're not, if you're a, a true professional, and y'all are good players. Y'all need to produce. I think that y'all need to produce. Like it, 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 it's not about we, baseball's going back and forth, trying to do what they can to be relevant. And I, I, I they've done a good job with the pitch count and all that stuff that they, they they implemented this year. But at the end of the day, like like I I think that we we need to be true to each other. Everybody here in America, like let let's. What? Let's be true to each other. You're a professional. Ooh. You need to produce whether it's okay. the regular season or the postseason. Yeah, but not... I think 
I, I think as an overall, and this is not a Houston Astros thing, it's not a Rangers thing, it's not a Braves thing, it's a baseball thing. They are conditioned and taught to play every day. They are creatures of habit. And not playing for an entire week, I don't find to be beneficial to the teams that get a week off. I don't find it beneficial for the fans. I ultimately don't find it to be beneficial for the overall postseason product. And so for that, I think that they should go ahead and really look into adjusting it moving forward. That's it. The Astros have, the Astros have won with time off and time on. Yes, I'm, I'm familiar with that. And, so, and by the so, way, so like, the, the, what, what, well, hold on, hold on, Robert. I, I, the, the first thing I said to you was – this is not indicative of just what the Astros do, okay? There have been other teams with other streaks that have had just ridiculous stretches of going to the postseason, whether it happens to be the Braves and the Yankees of the 90s into, into the 2000s. Nobody won every single game or every single season or every single series, okay? Even if I have to take a look at the Houston Astros, uh, come on, there, there's two World Series out of those, what, six times that they've gone, and now this is the seventh time that they've gone to a National League Championship Series. And so there is not an exact science. As you just mentioned, when it comes to having time on or off, this postseason, they unfortunately, or fortunately for them, I guess it doesn't matter, they were off just about a week. Last year, if I recall, they were only off about two days. And so there is... There's not an exact science. I'm talking about overall. If you play baseball, if you play sports, if you are on a roll, if you are winning, if you are watching the product, if you are participating, nobody wants to sit around waiting to play for six or seven days. It's not beneficial. Not about the Astros. That's one team. It's for everybody. It's not a good look, man. I get it. You're an Astros fan. Astros are the best. They're on a roll right now. They've been on a roll for years. They're not the only team that exists. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to take more of your calls, talk more baseball. And then Sean Payton spoke. I wonder what lie he tried to talk about tonight. Who's he blaming? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.